Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Nicole Phoenix. And I'm Ansel Burt. And it's time to party! Today's episode about Kid in King Arthur's Court was recorded on December 18th, 2022. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Go. Please drink responsibly. That probably fits better than uh, what I did. Yeah, yeah. Because as the medieval scholar of the group, yes, yes. Who, who was who was on the, the charts at the time? Who was topping? Uh, uh no, charts? no one, uh, no one, no uh, one. Because we hadn't invented the printing press yet, so nobody could publish music and disseminate it widely. So uh, at well, best, like it was whoever got to travel. Yeah, whoever traveled, you might know that guy from like the town over. Sounds like D and D exactly like D&D. yeah yeah yeah. You just uh, know this random bard from the town over. Yeah. Also, I don't know when they invented charts, like the idea of a chart. I, mean, I have more questions about that later in this movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, neither neither here nor there. But yeah, um, God, yeah, okay. Well, and then the question is: Are we going based on when they're costumed, or are we going based on? When King okay, Arthur ought to have when happened. When they're costumed, that is that is really taking liberties with the idea that there's a specific era that they had in mind at all. At all, yeah. Because for the first like forty five minutes of this movie, I was convinced King Arthur was just wearing a t shirt. He's just wearing a t shirt printed on it with a so with a I rolled don't know. collar. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know that. I don't know what you're talking about with these costumes. I would, it's like when people say Game of Thrones takes place in history. I'm like, like this nah. and Game of Thrones are same, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get too into the costuming debate, uh, party people, welcome back to time to party. Uh, where we spend our time talking about time. Not... And traveling there appertaining unto. That was good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Is, that, right. is that the new tagline I'm for this podcast? I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, we're workshopping it. Spend time talking about time. <laughs> what did I say last time? Oh, I don't remember. You should just change it change it up every time. That's every single basically time. what that's we're doing up. at this point. That's pretty much what happens. But see, like I said earlier, sometimes I don't listen to the episodes because I haven't seen the fucking movies. Yep. And I'm like, oh no, another one I have to skip. I'm pretty sure Time 2 Party Season 4 will be, now we have a tagline. <laughs> and that's the tagline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we are talking about... A kid in King Arthur's cohort. That's correct. Uh, an adaptation of the Mark Twain classic, a K- Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. Apparently, no, it is not. Oh, it's it not. not Apparently, they do. N- they never listed that amongst their inspirations for okay. the film. It, they were inspired by all the other things that were inspired by a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh, fascinating. So it's like a third layer of oh, reference. yeah, yeah. So it's like a fan fiction of a fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, ah, oh, fascinating. I was, I was looking at the IMDb fun facts, and they were not fun. Um, <laughs> but that was one of them. That it was like, yeah, they listed a whole bunch of, like, secondary references so it's but just, not it's just sort of the pun of the title and then the sort of third mm-hmm. degree of of inspiration That's interesting. i get it they had access to one of the sets sources. from another historical pick at the time and we're like yeah well, let's use you know let's use that castle i was literally just about the to castle in hungary where they shot the film 
You guys looked up all the facts. I didn't. I, I did not look up any of the facts. They oh, shot good. on location not, almost entirely in Hungary. I'm that's going cool. to. I'm going to learn. That's very interesting because to me it looks like it's all shot on a soundstage. Right. Shot on a soundstage. Say that for your vocal warm-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you do the Shakespearean level of acting Absolutely. required to pretend to be in medieval times. Um, what would Sir Patrick Stewart do? His research? Yeah. yeah. His acting homework? A good he'd, he'd job? Prepa- That's true. It's he called would do preparing. <laughs> An actor prepares? Um, now, the first thing that I noticed about this movie going into it was we we this is this movie is available on Disney Plus. Correct. Um it's also very old at this point. It's so very it's very old. Full spoilers ahead. Um and so if you don't know this, we also gave you the warning in the first episode, watch the True. movie before you listen to the second episode. I mean nineteen ninety five was Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. That's almost Look, don't do the math. Don't do don't Stop it. Don't. Oh, that do will not, not make you. No, it just no. won't make you happy. <laughs> I like being older and wiser. I don't know about y'all. Sure, I don't but mind. I like my body the... is falling apart, but I like being older and wiser. I don't like the daily reminder that I'm older and wiser. True. Yeah. Some, there's something about knowing that like, oh, yes, this thing that was seminal to you, that's 30 years old now, goes, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One, right. one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. things that constantly hits me is like, the the media that formed who I am as a person, uh, I am now older than most of the protagonists mm-hmm. of those things. And I'm just like, damn, should I just get new things? Yeah. Like, is that what I need to do? No, the problem is that they don't make cool movies about old people. They're all, they're all depressing. They're all about like being like old and contemplative and well, and the looking only... back on your life. I'm just yeah. like you guys. Enjoy something a little bit. I don't give a shit if your it's knees true. hurt. That's why you can still enjoy something if your knees hurt. That's why I love the Golden Girls. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We need more Golden Girls. We absolutely need more Golden Girls. But the fun fact about Golden Girls is that essentially the age that they start the show at is Marissa Tomei. Like, uh, like yes. right uh-huh. now. Mm-hmm. You know, so if that show was made now, they would all look like Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tomei. Yeah, you know, and Marissa Tomei as Aunt May makes sense because she's about the age that Aunt May would be mm-hmm. in Spider-Man the Animated Series. But back then, Spider-Man the Animated Series was made by a bunch of people who were like, oh, she's she's past her 50s? So she must ancient. be ancient. <laughs> Practically dead. <laughs> she, she looks like a little old grandmother. <laughs> she looks 80. Aunt May must have just had a hard life, y'all. It's the mileage. Uh... But speaking of things that make us sad, slash a little like nostalgic, sad is implied in, nostal- in nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, an the element. Old, the old school Disney intro was oh, on gosh. this, on Disney Plus. And I feel like every time I've watched an older Disney movie recently, it's been the new Disney intro. Oh, sure. yeah. Um, and granted, a lot of the ones I've seen, I've seen on TV because they've just been like on. Um, but it's uh, that... With the like yeah. scroll up animation that didn't so even occur classic. to me. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that. Heartbreak, and then we transition immediately into some like fake epic music. <clears throat> the world has changed. Yep. And so this <laughs> intro, in my mind, is cinematically perfect. It's me. I'm back. <laughs> it's me. If you don't know what we're talking about when we say "Kidding King Arthur's Court," here is what our new friends at Rotten Tomatoes 
tell us about the movie. When a violent earthquake rocks Southern California, yeah. hapless teenager Calvin Fuller finds himself careening through a hole torn in the fabric of time. Calvin awakens in the Middle Ages, where legendary sorcerer Merlin recruits him to rid Camelot of evil. Calvin must use his 20th century street smarts to outwit to outwit the despicable Lord Stop Belasco. It. I'm trying to be professional here. Lord Belasco, More an insidious nobleman, determined to wrest control of the throne from King Arthur. How much time does Rotten Tomatoes have when they do these things? Like I mean, they they really go all out on How much them. time or how many interns? Well, that's that's a whole other thing. God. I remember, uh, I remember interning in Hollywood. That Wait, was a that was are, a thing. Why are they our new friends at Rotten Tomatoes? Because we normally share the synopsis from IMDb. Ah, and we used this to season. Do, yes. Oh, we're doing Rotten Tomatoes instead. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes also. Also. First also. episode is IMDb. Second then episode is Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. I see. And then I see. Third episode Can is. Can you tell I haven't seen any of the movies in this season that you've released so far? <laughs> None of these have been released yet. Oh, this yeah, is. They're all oh, still this in is the episode. All doing, we're all doing season two now. Oh, so we're still in season one. Yeah. Or no, we're we're, we're recording doing three season now. three now. Three. Yes. Oy vey. Can you tell I haven't seen a lot of the movies you've covered? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I've watched, like, watched. I've listened to, like, four of the movies. But yeah, you know how this works. In four times. But yeah, we usually do IMDb every time, and then Stella very smartly was like, why don't you do a different one every time? And the we were reason, like, hmm. The reason I was asking is because I was like, I hope they're not sponsors so we can say things about Oh, yeah, Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. yeah, please, yeah. You they... can absolutely say things about Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay. Hashtag example, not spawn, yeah. Yeah, uh, Rotten, the just... score that Rotten Tomatoes gives a kid in coming out of this court. lay it on is me. It great? It is 5% on the tomato meter. Wow. And the audience score is 27%. Okay. Like, this is, this is my whole gripe with film criticism. Uh, sure, it may not be for you, but it it's for someone that it's might enjoy kids. it. It's for, kids. <laughs> it's for kids. That is the whole thing. It's for kids. It is so, for time traveling little league players. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm obviously not going to grade this on the same curve as I am the Fablemans. Like, the Fablemans is Oscar bait. This so, is not. This is this not, is not yes. Oscar bait. As we obviously, said, obviously, it's a children's movie. But like, like we said in episode one, if this came out later, this would be a Disney Channel original movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels like it because of the way it's laid out. It very much feels like a Disney Channel original yeah. movie, and it very much. Uh, I think if it had come out as a Disney Channel original movie, it might have the same sort of cultural cachet as a Xenon. Absolutely, sure, hundred um, percent. Well, you know, we should start there uh, by talking about why you picked this movie, Nicole. Well, uh, I explained at the top of last episode the uh, connection to Warrior Pope and the last time I saw this movie. Uh, And it was always just, you know, it was a childhood favorite because, like I said, I've always been the same. Uh, And I wanted to revisit this one. I love I love a medieval history. I love uh, a Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, it's a feel-good film. At the end of the day, it really is an inspirational sports movie. So <laughs> it, it is just a classic and very near and dear to my heart. 
I did not, I did not remember everything that happens in this movie, but as soon as things started happening, I would remember them instantly Absolutely. and be like, I know exactly what's going to happen next. Uh, first, I believe the movie to pair a, king, a kid in King Arthur's Court with would have to be Rookie of the Year. It literally came up as the next thing on like, Absolutely. the movie mm-hmm. closed. And then it was like, because you watched Kid in King Arthur's Court, Rookie of the Year. Um, and I, uh, again, also in my notes... Lol, lol, lol. Disney Plus actually literally suggested Rookie of the Year. Maybe I'll come back to that after I finish Mind Over Murder, the HBO true crime documentary about the graphic rape and murder of an elderly woman. Wow. So that's what I'm going to come back to for my after, yeah, my after movie mint. Uh, When I was in high school, again, I've always been the same. I used to pair the movie Quills. Uh, with the mo- with the Care Bears movie. Great movie. Aww. Oh, Quills is one of my favorite movies, speaking of Kate Winslet. Well, you know, that was one of my notes also. Uh, literally in all caps, it was Kate Winslet and Daniel Craig. <laughs> uh, I forgot that both right? of them were in this movie. I, of course, remembered Kate Winslet for multiple reasons. <laughs> uh, but I did also make... I did not remember Daniel Craig. Uh but you know it's good when Kate Winslet is seventh billing. Seventh billing! That's some early Winslet. Yeah. Early Winslet catalog. Some of my favorite Winslets. So, uh, Nicole, you you were born and raised in Illinois, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, did you have a connection to Thomas Ian Nicholas because of uh, Rookie of the Year? I believe I actually watched Rookie of the Year after this one. Oh, okay. Um, I was raised by a single mom who is uh, not very, like, sporty in and of herself. Uh, she's kind of outdoorsy, but she's not, like... Okay, put it this way. She's not as into movies as I am. Oh, okay. And so she definitely would not go in for the inspirational sports movies. Gotcha. She is the type of person who, like, she wants the straight-up drama or the straight-up comedy. She wants the Shit's Creek. She wants the severance. She wants No the... in-between. No, mm-hmm. yeah. She just... She wants all that. Nothing with genre. Every time she asks me for a recommendation, I'm like... I've got some, but this one has vampires, and this one has dragons, and this one has spaceships, so you're probably not going to like any of them. Um, She once asked me a question, and in order to answer the question, I had to explain something about the Flash to her, and I just saw her (laughs) eyes glaze right over. Um, And so I did not see Rookie of the Year until after this, because I sought it out. Gotcha. and uh, when I was younger, my sister and I would play this game where we would surprise each other with a movie. Oh, that's and fun. Uh, we had to guess what movie it was based on what the trailers came before, what trailers came before it. Wow. Um, and so one of the trailers, we had this movie on VHS, and one of the trailers before this was for Rookie of the Year. <laughs> so I knew it existed, um, but I didn't really know I liked sports at all at that point. So mm-hmm. I had to seek that one out. Calvin Fuller, who was timid and quiet at the beginning of this movie was so incredibly confident when he got to Camelot. Turns out all he needed was some head trauma. Apparently. A, li- a, li- a little bit of a little bit of a knockabout. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he didn't question for one second that Camelot was real. Look, he got used to this really fast. Everybody got used to this really fucking fast. Well, everybody else just thought he was from a different place. At no time do any of the other characters acknowledge that time travel has happened. Calvin is the only one who is aware. At 
uh, yes, and he but he figures it out very quickly and deals with it completely. But that's the thing. Un- Calvin, he's unflappable. But Calvin is very intelligent, as sure. we see throughout the movie. So doesn't he realize that King Arthur wasn't an actual thing? I mean, I think it, when you are physically faced with a group of people who are a thing, like your options are to completely lose grip with reality. Uh-huh. Or accept that you are in this place with these people. <laughs> and I think that's how the Renaissance Fair works. Oh, okay. That's fair. King Arthur's not real? Because, I mean, sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> we saw him in the movie. He's Centaur? He's, there's maybe a tomb for him. There's maybe a castle. But, like, the whole thing is that... He a- may or may not be French. But wasn't the whole thing that he's like an amalgamation of historical figures, right? There, that is one theory. That's possible, yeah. So, like, for him to get the history correct, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It is interesting you brought up Santa. I'm going to derail immediately. I apologize. <laughs> Do it. Um, it's interesting you bring up Santa because it is a similar thing. Where King Arthur was a French story that was told about this ancient king who sleeps and will come back. And the first the first manuscripts we have of it are from the early medieval period, hmm. which tells us that if Arthur was a real person, he is from like the first century or some shit, like way back. Um, which is why some iterations have Arthur in like Roman garb and fighting with the Picts and stuff. Um, but popular in the, because it became popular in medieval period, medieval people did not have a strong historicity concept. And so we're like, yeah, he wore clothes like us. And, <laughs> and yeah, he's swords like we've got and castles like we've got. And, I believe, I believe this dialect that you're using for this, the medieval period. Yeah, early is medieval about French. As, yeah. Is about as accurate as the dialect used in this movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so Arthur was one of those things that like a lot of people told Arthur stories. He was a popular story. Right. And then some jackass wrote him down. And that's when we started having romances of him, which just meant books. Um, And then those romances became a popular thing for you to fanfic on. Mm -hmm. And if your fanfic got written down, well, chances are pretty good. That was the only book in your whole fucking town. And so... Here we are, uh, hundreds of years later, reading, you know, whatever it was that you wrote. So some of them are bananas. There's one Arthurian legend where Arthur fights, or no, it's not even Arthur. It's one of the other knights. Fights uh, a fish knight. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Have you read this one? Yes, I have. The, fi- the knight and the horse are all one fish creature. I'm sorry, King Arthur versus Aquaman? But Aquaman, right. who's Aquaman bu- a centaur Aquaman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, he's not riding a seahorse. Yeah, no, he's full. the full body of a horse and the knight on top of him uh-huh. are all together they somehow. They didn't understand biology. A fish thing. And see, my, uh, more, I, I, I know less, of, I'm not a medieval scholar like you. Oh, more I would hardly call expertise. myself a scholar. I minored. Uh, 
minor. <laughs> uh, more of my expertise is in like the early modern era, and most of that is I didn't even minor because the rec- the like prereqs for minoring were too boring. But do you have a favorite Arthurian lore? Like a, a version of the myth? Right. Or like a version of the... Oh, I mean, man. This is a very good question. I wish you had given me this question in advance because... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I have a, a... I mean, Monty Python. Yes. Oh, my fucking three God. Of my, I, th- I have three. <sighs> that's so. That's such a good choice. Spamalot the musical. Okay. Specifically the musical, not the movie. Mm-hmm. All, right. Uh, All right. Sword in the Stone, the Disney movie. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. And Green Knight. I haven't seen I haven't Green Knight. So okay. good. They I, made that movie for me and I haven't watched it yet and that's a crime. I, I, they all watched it at my place and I had a show and I uh, came back at the very end. And Green, all, all y'all were talking about is Magical Cumrag. And I was like, I don't know what happened in this movie. And everybody is shouting about this man's Magical Cumrag. What is happening? Green Knight is a phenomenal the, Christmas movie. Oh, is it? It is. <gasps> Maybe I'll use that I'll as an excuse to watch, to watch it, yeah. it because I do really want to. There you go. How much of a horror movie is it? Because that's what's keeping... It, like, no, it's not. It's it's not. not. Okay. I don't think no, it is. No, it's just like... It's, it's just somebody like, sold it to me as a horror movie and my no. wife is like, absolutely no, not. No, no. I, I, at least from what I saw. And I mean, I obviously saw... I like I saw the climax of the movie. Yeah. And only that, which would ostensibly be the scariest part. Right. It's just very like eerie. Yeah, um, sure. Eerie is a good it, word for in, it. In, a, okay. in the way of, of like a Beowulf being eerie. Like Which, it's definitely... That makes sense. That's yeah. what it should be. Yeah. Um, but Dev Patel does a phenomenal I mean, job. Dev he Patel. Seemed, he seemed great. The, the makeup is just insane. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. I have it on the shelf over there. This might be one of my favorites. That's fair. Um, okay. Other than my pretentious pick, which is the original Mwok Docteur. Um, like epic poetry. Uh, oh, are we including books in this? Because go for it. I, oh, okay. Why not? Oh, you know what? No, I went, I went straight to y'all movies. Y'all are more learned than I am, which and is why I all have... three of mine were movies. <laughs> uh, well, okay, two were movies, one is musical. I do have a soft Lord, spot. Mort for Arthur the, is yeah, it's really good. I do have a soft spot for the King Arthur with uh, the Ridley Scott with uh, that's Ridley Scott, right? With uh, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, and, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Clive Owen and Young Griffith. Roman. Um, I have a soft spot for that one, uh, as well as the motherfucking Mists of Avalon. Even though Marion Zimmer Bradley is so problematic. Oh, is she? Damn it, I haven't been paying um, attention to her. Her children have come out with sexual assault allegations against her and their father. Ooh. I fucking know. Oof. Oh, no. Oof, oof, oof. But... I'm a little surprised that you didn't say Camelot, right? I, was that the name of that the show? Musical? No, 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 Merlin, Merlin, the the BBC oh, show. No I one's gonna list that. that. Neither have I, but I, I, I pegged you as someone who would have watched it. You've pegged me, N- not without your consent. I mean, I approve. If that's an option. I'm... At least Lord Belasco asks for consent at one point in does this he? movie. He does. He does. I didn't catch if that. In like if, a not good way. If but... you do not consent to marry me, uh, at least he's asking. <laughs> but he also wants to make Camelot great again. Yeah, he that is, phrasing he was. Is, he is. I, I, he... I audibly made a noise. Oh, me too. <laughs> did he? Did Trump pull it from this? Oh, no. I doubt it. Plagiarism. Do you think he's got that kind of memory? No. Someone on his staff does, though. Uh, Junior watched this movie as a kid. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey, Dad. Dad. Yeah, and then he just wouldn't shut up. And he was like, fine. We'll put it on the hats. Uh, 
I need to say, uh, before we actually fully jump back in time in this movie, just a couple more things about baseball. Uh, One, because I love an inspirational sports movie. The villain team is wearing Packers colors. Ah. Um, And given the uh, affiliation with the Chicago Cubs that TIN already has, uh, and obviously now Wisconsin is the villain... This is a firmly, even though he's from Reseda, which apparently I've been spelling wrong my entire life, um, I watched this movie with the captions. Same. And uh, I watch everything with the captions. But I've always spelled it R-A-C-I-D-A. Oh, no. Nope. Yeah. Apparently, that's not it. Apparently, that's not it. That's not it. Yep. There's an E. Two E's. Two E's. What do you suspect the other team was supposed to be? Because their logo is like a backwards J. Yeah. So I Jax. wonder if they're the Jesters or the Jacks or the Jokers or something. I thought Jacks. Hmm. Knights and Jacks. Right. That seems oh, to work together. Oh, that does seem yeah, to Because he's a knight. Or he's the Jesters. The yeah, Jesters would have also been appropriate. Did you catch that uh, Princess Katie was in the crowd? Yes, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yes, because I've watched this movie 10,000 times. But at the end, she's wearing a jersey. I... Uh... Because if she's there, on his team, he's not very perceptive. There are... Also, were there girls on his team before no, the time jump? No, no. He, he jumps back in time and now it's a co-ed team, which is great. Sold. Love it. I love it too. Merlin maybe worked a little retcon. Gotcha. Uh, that's how I always figured it. Uh, because if she's in the crowd, cool. But there is also the th- fact of like, maybe this is all just a dream. Right. That's the thing that I came there was came no to at the end, you know? Yeah. Like, if Merlin dropped him off before the earthquake, the earthquake didn't happen. So, was it just all a dream for him to build his confidence? Mm-hmm. And if that were the case, and she was on his team, and she has these memories of, like, practicing with him and hanging out with him and all this stuff, like, bro... Uh, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it could also just be magic. I also like to think that, uh, you know, Kate and Daniel Craig are ruling the kingdom and he's, and he and King, King Arthur and Katie came back to the future, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to hang out and be with Cal. Do you think it's that they came back to the future or is it one of those like, I found someone who looks just like you in my time. No, the Which happens sometimes. Gives him at the end. The she like, does give him the bedroom eyes, yeah. Like eyebrow, or the, the, the teenage attempt at it. Express, expressive eyebrows. Yeah. We when she was, jumped all the way to the end of the movie, y'all. Anything else about the baseball scene? I scenes? mean, one of the things about he, Reseda, you know, being in the valley, not everyone in the valley surely knows karate, right? I mean, Does I'm he sure... know karate? Yeah, no. he's doing karate in he Arthur's is... castle. Uh, is, it... mm. is, he... is he? I think well... he's doing what he learned in a karate movie. That's what he I said. Up. He went to karate class after a bully was picking on him. That's true. His dad does that. seem a That's little fair. like. Speaking of these baseball scenes, uh, at the very end, I was definitely like, "Oh, now he's going to be good at baseball, so his dad will love him." Like he seems to have a very problematic relationship with his dad. That's how dads he wants be, to apparently. Toughen him up, uh, that he signed him up for this karate class. Um, but also, karate is kind of a nerd sport. <laughs> also, if, if Karate Kid has taught us anything, it's that uh, everyone in the valley knows karate. Yeah, yeah, and they don't want to talk anything out. As that's as how they solve Cobra all Kai. their problems. Yeah. <laughs> So, I just have to say, though, I do love Cobra Kai. 
so much because it's so funny (laughs) because of and it's not even because of daniel russo it's because of the the rival um oh my uh johnny lawrence yeah he's stuck in the 80s so to see him in the modern day is just the highlight of the show but the writers of cobra kai managed to get to the heart of johnny lawrence and daniel russo and all this stuff so uh watch cobra kai on netflix is what i'm saying all basically right, right. you know it's, it's <laughs> highly recommend cobra kai. i do you know uh work and i watch it together for the most part we didn't watch romantic the, we didn't watch the most recent season together but how many seasons didn't the show just start no the, it's been like three it, years jesus christ yeah covid i'm learning so much today it started on youtube red and Jesus. then Netflix picked it up and then continued it. Okay, I'm not even going to ask another it was, question. because it was before I feel YouTube like, print, so yeah. I feel like asking a question in this room is like typing it into Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm literally going to find the whole article <laughs> right here. We've talked a little bit about when we first saw the King's outfit, but we haven't talked at all about the beginning of the movie other than that. Than that. The beginning of the medieval period of the movie. I... Uh, fully didn't remember how he time traveled it really happened fast right this yep. time travel mechanism uh does require a lot of suspension of disbelief it's a magic portal that's it's fine. a magic portal very wonderlandian mm-hmm. very wonderlandian fully I, with the hole and absolutely I, I do appreciate that it deposits him above the black knight for some reason that seems unnecessary but here we are. That's how well, we I mean, start Merlin the plot. sees the Black Knight as a threat, right? Because does he, he? He doesn't know who the Black Knight is. Yeah, I suppose at that point we think the Black Knight is a problem. No, right. we think the Black Knight is a problem. But how does Mer- uh, Merlin should know, right? He can see through time, or is he just, or is that just in, a spell? In fairness, I'm not sure that Kate Winslet knew at that point in the movie that, that she, she was, was the, the Black, Black Knight. Knight. So no, no, I think they might have. Dropped that in way later. Yeah, that that was a third act the, edit. The, Somebody was like, a little bit of a... how do we end this movie? Kate, because can you wear the armor? Speaking of the middle of the movie, they really dropped the whole Black Knight plot for like they really did. a Most good of it. long time. Oh, yeah. In favor Enough of... that when she shows up, or it's the Black Knight shows up in the middle of the movie uh, to give out like food to the peasants, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh, that's right. I that's... forgot about him. That's right. That was a problem we were supposed to be dealing with. Uh, the appearance of Daniel Craig was, again, a surprise. Absolutely. Um, and as much as... I was definitely very young when this movie came out, uh, but as much as the young heart center of the movie is supposed to be Cal and Katie, I was always, of course, more into yeah. Kate Winslet and Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. especially that blonde mushroom cut. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. For a hot second, I thought about doing the mushroom cut as my little bit of like deep dive historical info. Oh, there you go. There is a picture of my husband, David Kelch, in a play when he was in college where he has the full, like, the full man, like, cup. blowout with Phenomenal. the little curl underneath. Hell yeah. So beautiful. Full page boy. <laughs> this time period, really, this movie blends all these time periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting, we're getting medieval, we're getting renaissance, we're getting... No research was done. It's fine. No, yeah. no, zero. Zero research was done. They walked into a spirit Halloween and were like, give me the medieval costume. Can we talk about how... I mean, it's completely unnecessary, but like just to illustrate the point and so we can get off of it. uh, If you had ever read an Arthurian myth, you'd know any of the other names. 
None of them are there. Arthur and Merlin are it. Right. Yeah. And he mentions Guinevere, but where are the Not rest? by name. No, he no, does. They, just... they, never, no, they say never say her name. name. Yeah, when he's talking to Excalibur. I don't think he says In the her scene name. in his study, which is uh Wait, which who, is Merlin's who room. Says it? Arthur, Arthur says it. Guinevere. I, mean, I, I will choose to believe you, but I okay. I I when I was watching it, I was like, does he not remember his wife's name? Yeah, no, so he maybe says Guinevere it. in like, "Oh, you left me here to deal with this bullshit." Essentially. Okay. So they remembered three names. Yeah, but, like, none of the other Knights of the Round Table are there. In fact, we don't even get the Round Table until later. Because, because there's that sort of creation paradox mm-hmm. where where Calvin gives him yeah. the, idea the idea of the Round it's Table. Like, oh, a Round Table? Maybe, you know, at, like, maybe we're supposed to believe that Bors and Gawain come along later. La- later? But King Arthur's so, so old. But then, but then Lancelot can't fuck Guinevere. That's true. It's very important. Wait, what happens? Wait, what? Yeah. His uh, best friend's got to fuck his wife. I And he's got to be kind of cool about it. I don't think this movie had a fight choreographer. Um, and at one point <laughs> I took that note. Um, and then at another point I said, yeah, I really don't think so. And then at the end of the movie when there's like this big climactic battle and Arthur is like... Ugh. I'm like, oh no, they definitely didn't have a fight choreographer. The director did this. Do you know what uh, director Michael Gottlieb is known for? Aside from a kid in King Arthur's Court? My college JTE, Jewish Theater Ensemble production of Children of Eden. (laughs) That's what the name Michael Gottlieb conjures in my mind. Fair enough. Uh, The movies that he was known for prior to this were... Mannequin, oh, Mannequin Two, mm-hmm. and Mister Nanny, and what? Mister Nanny, Nanny, starring Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I don't even know that last movie. Oh, I, I consider yourself fortunate. I mean, I as a wrestling fan in the nineties, I knew you were it. Obligated, absolutely, because uh, because Hulk Hogan was just fucking ridiculous back then. Before I knew he was a racist. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael Gottlieb, uh, does not have that many credits because, uh, first of all, following the release of A Kid in King Arthur's Court, he transitioned into the video game industry as a producer for the remainder of his entertainment career. Hmm. And he passed away in May 2014 because of uh, a motorcycle accident. Holy shit, that's fucking devastating. Wow. How is this episode on Kid and King Arthur's Court so serious and so sad? Sorry. Pour one down your... That's another rule for the <laughs> yeah, drinking t- game. I think you just have to pour one down the gullet for yeah. t- Michael Gottlieb. Out of respect. Out of respect. Live to 69 years old. Nice. 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 God damn it. <laughs> is mom, that rude? Is, that- is it rude? <laughs> is it rude? I... If if I were to die at sixty nine, I would hope you'd that consider would that. Say, you'd have I would, to I would consider that a compliment. At your funeral, we will all go nice. nice. But obviously, his movies were not very action heavy. No, you had Mister Nanny, but like Mannequin. Also, he's what age in this uh, at the at the time of this? Well. He certainly seemed like this the sort of age where you shouldn't have expected him to get into a sword fight. He was born fight in 1945. Okay. 
So in 1994, he would have been... 95. 95? It was 95. Well, that was when it was released. But we're assuming... Assuming assuming filming was in 94 or 93. Yes. So he's like, wow. 50? Yeah, he's not even 50 yet. Yeah. Man, it's the mileage. (laughs) It's the mileage. Uh, I'd like to come back to wrestling for a second. Okay. Because uh, one thing towards the end of this movie that I did not fucking understand at all was the rules of this joust. First of all, how many falls is this match scheduled for? Right. Because I think it's one, but it doesn't seem to have any rules. Are we doing a bracket? Like, what's the deal with the joust? Is is it a round-robin tournament, one and done? It is bananas that every single rider gets unhorsed. Bananas. I know, and are they dead? People are getting wheeled off the field, and I was like... Is that guy fucking dead? So frequently, there two things happen when you get knocked off of a horse in a real joust. One, uh, your armor is really fucking heavy. Yeah. So like, uh, to stand you back up and walk you off the field is a whole thing. So it's easier to just so be like... So just cart you off and like, that makes sense. Uh, and two, you just got your bell rung hard. You probably have at least <laughs> one concussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The traumatic brain injury is... <laughs> the percentage there. is quite high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will have a TBI. Yeah. Um, I think that if, if I ever... So they cite the rule. They cite the rule of, like, he's still on his horse, he gets to well, go yeah, again. Yeah, but they say that later, because they say that after Cal says, yeah, you know the rules. And I was As like, though Cal no, knows the I rules. literally don't know That's the true. rules, Cal. Please explain it to me. And then they do. Calvin's yeah. been but... learning at the... At the... At the knee of Master Kane for however long he's been. In, <laughs> however long that however is. However long he's Don't been there. But a non-specified. my whole thing is that for a tournament like this to win Camelot, to win Excalibur, and to win the, and the hand yeah. of Kate Winslet, there's only one event? Like, wouldn't there we're be multiple doing, events just for something joust. like this? Yeah, I mean, they say tournament, and tournament implies... Even in A Knight's Tale... He has to go through multiple events, right? I, I continually compared this. He doesn't? So he does multiple events because he wants to win multiple prizes. Yes. Oh. And The, the joust is the most those... prestigious, and really? that's why he stops doing the sword in The Knight's Tale. Oh. It's one of the few things about The Knight's Tale that's like, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, so did, what you're saying that. is A Knight's Tale is more historically accurate than A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Easily. Would, yes, yeah, I would not. <laughs> Easily. I would not hesitate. Cheers, at all Alan Tudyk. Here, yeah, <laughs> it's cold, Alans. Hello. Uh, I continually compared this to Knight's Tale in my mind while watching it. There's uh, a lot of similarities. Similar, similar you know what I era, kept... similar vibe. You know what I kept comparing it to is uh, the Court Jester starring Danny uh, Kaye. Yes, the chalice with the something. The chalice from the palace has the pellet with the poison. Poison with the Yeah. Flagon with the dragon has the brew that is true. Yes, yes. But then they break the flagon with the dragon. Oh no, so sad. They have to move it. It's all. Yes, that it. it Well, and they even do the same gag. They do. They do the the the. They do one pass, and the helmet gets knocked off, and there's they're everybody's like, oh my god, he's so dead. Um. Yeah. I one of them like pokes his head up out. 
And again, Danny Kay. We want to be respectful. We are so we are so critical of this movie, but we want to be respectful to the fact that this is a children's movie. And I don't think any of what we're lampooning takes away from it being fun. Oh no, right. absolutely, absolutely not. I had a great time rewatching this movie. Yeah. I I would love to show this to a new generation. Like I feel like this is such a good. But like, I feel like they would react the same way that my nieces reacted to a goofy movie. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? It depends on the age you introduce them. That's fair. I did also try to show my niece uh, <laughs> New Hope when she was like nine months well. old. Well. <laughs> she was, she was, I was like, well, first, uh, Dave was like, are you sure that her dad's not going to be mad that he's not the first one to show her stars? Yeah, that's a. And I was like, oh, you're right. Is this but your brother was, or his brother? This is my brother-in-law, my sister's husband. Ah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, you won. That's, that's, I mean, I obviously won. No but, holds barred. But she, you, yeah. but she was just not into it. Right. Well, she's not nine months it. old. I, I feel like you need to be nine years old to, to appreciate Star Wars. Absolutely not. I can't remember. The really? First, I cannot remember the first time I watched yeah. Star Wars. That's how early I watched wow. Star Wars. Wow. That and Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. Errol Flynn's mm-hmm. Robin Hood. See, that's mm-hmm. another one. Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Star Wars, The Goonies are all around like 10. Still never seen The Goonies. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I saw all those movies way earlier. Wow. Yeah, other than The Goonies, which I never saw. Interesting. I mean, not as early. I didn't come to. Uh, I've still never seen The Goonies. Yeah, yeah, no. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, it was a staple for me because uh, all of my classmates would talk about it yeah, yeah. in the same breath as, like, Billy Madison in Greece. You know, like, those are movies that we all watched in, like, Philadelphia, like, Philly super early. Culture. You know, like, I feel like Greece was a big part of the youth culture because we all knew it. And we all could quote Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore Is eventually. This before or after the French Pence moved west? Obviously, French mm. Prince was at, at birth. Yeah. We, we knew that from the very beginning. Yeah. I think you're bo- in Phil- if you're born in Philadelphia and surrounds, you come out of the womb knowing the Fresh Absolutely. Prince theme. It's the first thing. You, you, your cry, your first cry is in the tune. In West of Philadelphia, Prince. born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that and then boys to men. So... Are they a Philly thing? Yes, yes they are. They absolutely are. They are like the yes. They're the Philly thing. Like <laughs> they are I, the I have R&B. seen Boys to Men perform with DJ Jazzy Jeff multiple times. Wow. <laughs> and the Roots. Wow. The Roots okay. were also there. Other than the Roots, you're really dating yourself because Roots are eternal. <laughs> it's they, true. Truly. My it's God. Tr- truly. Oh, Especially I have a Questlove Quest story. Love. I ran into <laughs> Questlove when I was getting donuts. After I voted. Because Questlove Quest- makes good decisions. Questlove. Was he also getting donuts? He was absolutely okay. getting Where donuts. Where were you getting donuts? Uh, it's this place called uh, Federal Donuts. It was the location in like Fishtown, which is kind of like the, the, um, where, where Challengers is. What's the, Bucktown. Bucktown. It's like the Bucktown of Philadelphia. Um, and they're known for their donuts. Philadelphia has a neighborhood called Fishtown? Correct. Because it used to be this like is a the fantasy location. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. If Don't only. you know Fishtown? It's just down at the corner of Waterdeep and the exactly river. like yeah, it's it like a literally D&D location. is right at the river. So there well, yeah, used to be factories right there that would deal with the fish, right? Yep. Uh, but Federal Donuts was known for artisanal donuts and fried chicken. 
I mean, I guess you got the fryer. Yeah. That goes together really well, they actually. Do. At first I was like, wait, so well. but then I was like, chicken and waffles. Yeah, can you get the two together? Like, oh, absolutely. Is there like a if sandwich? If you order with... like a two piece like chicken, it comes with a donut. Oh, instead Dope. of a biscuit. That's fascinating. Yes. I like that. Absolutely. You can get a chicken sandwich, which is very good. But I like the But on is the it bone. two donuts? It's not two donuts, but there was a place who used to do that that also had adult milkshakes, which was phenomenal. I don't like. You don't like adult milkshakes? I don't like ice cream alcohol combos. Mm, See, do. like this place uh, mixes them that. well. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to fight you on that. Yeah, yeah right. Alcohol for me is just like a not a good. Yeah, but also your household does not like dairy, period, right? I mean, I like cheese. Yeah, but Dave hates milk. We don't, yeah, we don't drink regular Despises milk. Despises milk. I, not people of the I cow. No, I don't like regular milk either. Uh, uh, the only I, cow that they get is the, the spotted, the spotted cow. When I was four years old, I got in trouble because I was supposed to drink milk with every meal. And instead of drinking it, I hid it behind the chair. <laughs> and uh, it was like, 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 a, like a chair in the living room. And then a week later, my mom found all of these cups of oh, milk no. under the chair. And was like, you haven't been drinking this. And I was like, no, I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, we are not a milk household. We are a che- I am a cheese household. We are not a milk household. <laughs> Other than so milk and cheese, <laughs> this movie. Secret passages. Secret uh, the secret passages that Strange everyone knows about. Yeah. Yes. Literally everyone in the castle knows Sorry, about yes. the secret passages. The, the well-known passages. Yes. It, it's uh, My biggest critique for the movie is that Calvin is incredibly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really unsure and timid in the beginning, and then immediately, at like, literally at a snap, he's confident and sure of himself, and being this smooth operator with Katie. Yep. You know? Suddenly, he's got something over on these dopes. Absolutely! And sure, he's intelligent, but that's not something that they establish right away in the beginning of the no. movie. Really? I felt like they established that in the beginning. I always read the, like... Wait, but that's four things. I always read that as him being kind of like, he's not a sport guy. He's not, mm. and again, you can't be more than one thing. You can't be good at sports and smart. <laughs> Obviously. This not, is in the the 90s. 90s. not in the not 90s. Not in the 90s. We didn't, in that economy? No. Uh, and so I always assumed that that was a little bit of a hint of his intelligence. Sure. Um, and so I think that while it may be not necessarily demonstrated the most effectively in the script writing. I see the intention as being there. I see his intelligence score as definitely being his top stat. Intelligence and probably charisma. On the flip side, during the final battle where uh, Arthur and Calvin are fighting off of Belasco's henchmen, we've established that Katie can fight. Better than yeah. Calvin in some cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Both she's... of the women can fight better than Absolutely. the men. Absolutely. All and, of the men. And Katie doesn't fight in that final battle. Which is very strange. Which is very, very weird, strange. right? strange, yeah. I was kind of hoping that she would get Excalibur from her dad. Would have been great. Or even if Caitlin Winslet did, you know? like Yeah, that would be the... I feel like that would be the appropriate thing. Because right. in the version of this movie that hangs together a little better... Black Knight would have been a little bit more of a through line. Right. And so you could have... If I were directing this movie, the Black Knight would have entered the tournament and won. 
in my memory, that's what happens. Oh, really? Yes. You're... In my memory, that's what happens. It's and a much better movie. It's a much better it movie. It is a much better movie. She but wins because, her own fucking hand. And, and because, the sword. Which kind of happens, but then Arthur's like, no, uh, Calvin, you have the kingdom. What do you want to do with it? And he's like, I want to go home. <laughs> He's like, Sarah? <laughs> Sarah? I'm, also, Sarah, Sarah, I barely know her. Sarah and Katie? What fucking... Well, Catherine. They're well, both biblical. Yes. I mean, they're both biblical, but they both also sound like the names that were the most popular oh, in the 80s. Oh, for sure. For children <laughs> of that age. One of them is the actual name of the other actress. <laughs> That's true. I know, I know. Uh, also, fun fact I learned from IMDb, uh, the actress who played... Catherine is older than Kate Winslet. Oh, interesting. I really? didn't know that. There was a five-year age gap between her and... Are uh, you serious? Yeah. Wow. And Wait, how old was... Calvin. Calvin, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant between oh. her and Kate Winslet. I was like, no, no, five no, no. years Four, older than Kate Winslet? five months between her and Kate Winslet. Okay. I love Kate Winslet so much. And so, she does look a lot younger, so it, it passes. Does. But, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite moments, obviously, is the Black Knight pulling the helmet off and revealing I am no woman. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, One of the proposed names, I have to say if I have children because I don't want to jinx it. One of the proposed names that Dave said for a potential baby is Eowyn. And I was like, both yes, but also... No, they'll get made fun of. <laughs> I, I, I love you pr- for proposing that. I love you so much for proposing. Maybe a, a middle, middle name. name. Yeah, middle name. We have to be like Marie, Maria, Mary, some kind of. Uh, if, if women in our family have in the middle name, has to I be mean some. that's a good first name. M- Mary. Yeah. Mary Eowyn. She sounds like a Mary Eowyn. Mary Eowyn. Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen. Uh, before my grandfather passed away, I let him know that if I ever had a kid, uh, particularly a boy, but I'm sure this could work for either a boy or a girl, uh, like their middle name will be his middle name, which was Fiesta. No. That's Literally party no is their way! middle name. No that's, so, that's so good. It's so good. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, anything else in our reviews? Uh, I took a lot of notes, y'all. So many of these are just Kate Winslet spelled different ways with hearts. (laughs) 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 If there's Kate (laughs) on this page, Kate, (laughs) and then uh, there's definitely definitely another one. Oh, I got something. (laughs) Yes, yes. I hope that Calvin paid the blacksmith fairly. I think he probably did. Because he, he utilized that blacksmith a lot. That blacksmith is really, I mean, very innovative and very like willing to roll with the punches. Absolutely. To just be like, absolutely, I'll take on this new idea. What did he use for those wheels for the rollerblades? Like, can you imagine coming up to they an did Etsy look creator just like, yeah. and being like, design this for me right now. And then being like, I don't have any of this technology. And you're like, do it anyway. And then that Etsy creator is just does it. Right. I feel like he was the king's blacksmith. Why was he dressed like that then? Uh, who fucking knows? But like, because their costume budget was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that was what was in the in the van. Their budget was nothing. Bananas. I think their budget was nothing. I mean, this. this or they spent like, it all to get everybody to hunger. <laughs> That's probably uh, what it was. I am, <laughs> and I am very surprised that it filmed on location anywhere because it does really, really look like a soundstage and some CGI backdrops, and that's it. 
Like Camelot is absolutely a matte painting. Just gonna say that. Is it? Oh, was it's... it a matte painting? I thought I it was know, like a green hungry. screen. It looked so hard like a matte painting. I thought it was a green screen of like a footage, like stock footage of a castle. The well, okay, depends on which part you're talking about. When they first come into Camelot, yes. there's like a foreground set and then a matte painting right. yeah, behind. Yeah. Um but yeah, then there are other bits like the, that like look long, like they were like the very long shot. Yeah, the long, long uh, shot like as, when like, as he's coming in, running I, away from but the knights. I, for some reason, I thought the like poster shots were, was was a green screen with a CGI. Like I don't think they could have done the edges that well back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Ugh. I'm not gonna go back and watch this movie for that small detail. But it's not worth it. I I do like learning about these special effects because I feel like for me as an independent creator the budget for these special effects is within my range now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is also exactly within my range of comedy. Um, and therefore I always am like, what is, what is this weird special effect that you use that is both hilarious and uh, of a certain time period? Well, maybe you can make something uh, this good or better for $15 million, which was their budget. <laughs> Fifteen million? That's actually it's more a lot than more I, than yeah. Yeah, it's more I mean, it was than a feature. Expected. It was a feature release. Yeah, I saw um, it in theaters. Kate uh, Winslet, by the way, nineteen probably when this was filmed would have been twenty when it was released. How did we feel about the training scenes, which don't actually amount to a montage and never actually show him getting good at anything? Anything. Uh. I appreciate I, that later in the movie we're supposed to understand that he has gotten good at these things somehow, but we... Somehow. We, we, I don't... I honestly don't know that he's ever actually good at them. I think he just gets more confident. He unhorses Belasco. But that's yeah, honestly just like... Yeah, but that's his like, confidence, I think. It is. It, it, he unhorses him with the power of confidence. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, seriously, it is... The four it, things. It is, it is the ability to... I mean, he's in this really heavy armor. He's obviously much smaller than the armor, so this is giving him some weight sticking to the saddle. Not super glue. Um, which, not this time. That's not how super He glue did is. continue wearing those pants for the rest of the movie. <laughs> and they he are not, only there had are no one holes pair of pants. <laughs> I have questions. Um, it took him forever to get medieval garb. Why? He, why? Hypothetically, he never got medieval garb. He put he, a co- cloak on over his baseball uniform. No, no, he wasn't wearing his baseball uniform at the tournament. He, that's true. He had like a he little, did. he had a tunic. Yeah, that's true. He got a little tunic thing. I said tunic with a liquid U because tunic. I'm Shakespearean trained. That's right. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, pause. Re- recite some of your favorite Shakespeare. Me? Both of you. Because oh, you're Jesus. both better at I this couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, I, I couldn't tell if you were looking at him or me. Both mm. of you. You're mm. both better at this than I am. My favorite or the one I can actually recite? The one you can probably recite. That's probably the the better. You're looking at me as if you expect... uh, Do I have a monologue prepared? Audition, Uh, go. Gallop apace, you fiery-footed steeds, towards Phoebus lodging, where something else happens, and then Romeo comes and fucks me. (laughs) (laughs) I like your version better. Yeah, yeah, that, that works. Thank you. Uh, oh God! How does it start? Fie, fie on all foul, uh, all foul masters and all. F- uh, what is it? It's from uh, um, *Taming of the Shrew*. Oh. Uh, Gremio. Uh, the, I bring the this servant. up because almost 
all of my friends in Chicago have a Shakespeare. Background? I have a Shakespearean background. I mean, yeah, you, you, you. I managed to, my... to to fall into this friend group that I has will, a ton I, of Shakespeare. I will give you. I will give you some time to think of your mono, uh, to think of your audition monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, say that one of my dreams has always been to film a very uh, hollow crown style, uh, historically accurate version of Shakespeare's plays. Interesting. Uh, as well as something that I'm thinking about doing in the next couple years is uh, Shakespeare plays as web series where we basically release a scene a week or sure. an act a week. Um, and uh, I just know that I have like I literally am like I could literally just post this on Facebook and be like, "Who wants to be involved?" Um, that was totally uh, the Lizzie Bennet Diaries uh, back in the day on oh, YouTube. Oh yes, I only I think I only watched one episode of that. I, I didn't watch the entire thing, but that was totally the feel that I got from it. You know that they were just going through with all of all of that. But one of my dreams was to adapt a Shakespearean play in the tone of 90s teen movies because like people aren't really like doing that things? anymore like 10 things exactly and clueless oh wait what well, guess clueless well, is emma but sure classic literature yeah but like uh whatever it takes and uh-huh, uh uh-huh. get over it and there were so many shakespearean oh, God, adaptations why did i see that in theaters uh because it's great <laughs> But I wanted to take one of Shakespeare's plays and do that with them. But like, I, I haven't found the right Shakespearean play that speaks to me he's got in it. that way yet. And action. Oh, it was fie, fie on all foul jades, on all mad masters and all foul ways. Was ever a man so beaten? Was ever a man so rayed? Was ever a man so weary? I am sent before to fetch the something. Uh, He's got the text open. That's not fair. <laughs> I know. I was like, right? I was. I, I needed the word. I needed He's got a jades. <laughs> I needed jades. That was the word I couldn't remember. Uh, but yeah, I was sent before to fetch a pot, and they they are coming after to warm them. Uh, and then he talks about how he's real short, and uh, so he'll warm up quickly. But still, fuck those guys. Um, uh, I used to forget it's the my opening monologues. of Act Four. I used to forget my monologues immediately after I would say them. I was terrible in acting oh, class. Oh man, I was not. Shakespeare is one of those things that, that you like took acting class. We had to as, oh, as screenwriters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was part of our curriculum because we needed to be well-rounded screenwriters. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. So we took acting and directing and camera and all of that stuff. That makes sense. I, I appreciate it now. But at the time, I was just like, this is bullshit that we have to take art art history. I have sort of the reverse experience where I'm like, why do I have to take fucking stagecraft? Oh. (laughs) I hate this. But I I did like stagecraft. I know how to use a drill now. Oh, my God. I was in uh, Bat Boy uh, doing stage crew. Beautiful. I, uh, I crafted his, like... His his hollow, the big rock that he like sits in. Mm-hmm. It I was no Bat Boy the musical. No, it's that fine. Was, that was after I was already jaded. Ah, fair uh, enough. About musical theater. <laughs> um. Okay. Anything else about the middle of the movie? Do we want to talk about? Oh my Bicycling goodness. and I picnicking mean, and there were, yes, I mean there's so many plot things that happen, but they all pass. What else so have you got in your notes? Quickly. Oh my goodness. I mean, all of these are just like <sighs> Kate Winslet, heart, heart, heart. <laughs> Obviously, but uh, uh, we already said 
Lord Velasco actually asks for consent, which is hilarious. But he's still a creeper. He's still creep. Um, and is I, he like the only person of color in that whole court? Is he? What is his? I didn't look it up because I, I didn't think color? about it. But I thought he was. Oh, I mean, the actor probably Italian. is. He's not coded. Um, to me, he just looks Italian. So I don't. Oh, know. that's true. He's probably just Italian. It could also be. I also I also thought uh, maybe Katie Paloma. Mm. Paloma sounds a Spanish to me. Sure. Um, it is interesting though that he's not really asking consent so much as he is demanding a quid pro quo. That's true. That a quid pro quo. <laughs> uh, that is very true. I, it was just it was interesting that he used the word consent. He did, yeah. Uh, however, yes. on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Calvin does kiss Katie without consent the first time. He does. Uh, yeah. Which uh, not cool, Cal. Even no. though you're from the future, you're from the '90s future, where we didn't really talk about that yet. It's true. Uh, and uh, King Arthur, when he comes to terms with everything that's happened thus far. He, uh... Kinda. Kinda. He also kinda tries to instill some equality. His, his big reform clubs. is that anyone who's not uh, of royal blood can join the tournament. You can also die, too! Yep. Uh, of which one dude is like, yeah! I can, I'll do that! I'll do that! <laughs> me! It's me! I'm glad that the people in the joust aren't actually dead, as you have confirmed to me. They're just very heavy. That we know um, of. And again, if I ever have a child, uh, my pregnancy, I intend to be carried around upon a cart at any time. Makes sense. Uh, get you a pollen queen. Yes. Uh, we do... Well, not we do, but we should acknowledge uh, Joss Ackland's connection to our podcast. Because King That's Arthur... Arthur, yeah. King Arthur uh, was in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's right. Yeah. He played the villain. Yeah. Economos. Every time you say acknowledge this connection to our podcast, I think that like, oh, Josh. That like we've met him. Us. No, no, no. Yeah. But he, he. He's dead. But do you know what else he was in? No. Mighty Ducks. Wait, he was, is he? He was Hans. Are you fucking kidding me? That was Hans. Nicole is having emotions. I know this is not a visual <laughs> format, so you can't see the amount of emotions my face just went through. But Hans is one of my favorite Mighty Ducks characters, Aww. other than fucking Goldberg and Julie Goldberg. the Cat Gaffney. Hey, you know where Goldberg's from? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> how, the actor? How could we have ever no, guessed? The, the character. Because he yeah, wears yeah. a Flyers jersey yeah, yeah, in the exactly. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just checking because sometimes <laughs> sometimes we use actor and character sure. interchangeably. Uh, another one of my notes was I love Game of Thrones. Daniel Craig's symbol is the unicorn because the unicorn horn is his penis. <laughs> Plausible. <laughs> Benoit Blanc, you bastard. Benoit Balls, you bastard. I had a note about uh, Calvin saying... I watch a lot of CNN. I had that note as well. Uh, he watches a lot of CNN? Did, did question they ha- mark, exclamation point, question mark. How is that relevant to this did thing that just happened? Did they have a lot of medieval programming in the 90s <laughs> that I missed? CNN. Was that, what was CNN like in the 90s, Ansel? I, I don't remember. I didn't watch a lot of CNN in the 90s. The, the earliest I, I watched CNN was when all you could get was like, 
the fixed camera footage of uh, like Congress. Literally, I ask Ansel all these questions because he. Oh, because he's a time traveler. Yeah. Yes. I have. I don't think I have ever watched CNN. Why would I watch CNN? <laughs> I get my news from other sources. I don't remember True. what it was. There was something going on in Congress, and it was one of those things where it was like they showed like the live. Yeah, it was like what yeah. is going on, and the only way you could watch the live footage was on CNN. Was and it the it was... filibuster that? Elizabeth Warren did and her sneakers? Mm, no, I don't think I would have watched that. Yeah. It might have been... It, I feel like it was when I was in college. So it would have probably been something to do with um, uh, Bush doing something stupid. And us all going, oh God, what are they going to do about this? Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't remember how old anybody is, so I don't know the... when to that Early 2000s? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh four to oh eight. All right. Well, party people, that has been our review of A Kid and King of This Court. Kind of? Yeah. That was that was kind of a review. We've, we did you did. like it? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, After yeah. all these years, do you still like it? Oh, 100%. I mean, I was fucking smiling. And like, I, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I came from this to this from a true crime documentary. And I went to the true crime documentary after and uh, this was just such a ray of sunshine. Palette thoroughly I, cleansed. Uh, I, I palette was thoroughly cleansed. Uh, and I did forget to mention that the scene that I fully copied for my uh, movie, Warrior Pope, that I wrote in high school was the scene where she has to tell Kane that she's marrying Lord Velasco. And it was literally line for line. Of course, I was the one playing the Kate Winslet character. Of course. Uh, with, you know, a couple of jokes thrown in other than mm. line for line. Uh, but I just loved how at the end of that scene, she's like, I must marry Lord Velasco. And, and then, then just fucks off. Just, yeah, doesn't wait for a response. Yep. This is the person she's in love with. She doesn't wait for a response. Just, <laughs> I'm assuming you understand all of the things I'm dealing with. Bye! I'm going to run and cry at the same time. <laughs> Mood. Yeah. Big mood. (laughs) All right, party people. That has been your review of A Kid in King Arthur's Court. I hope you can keep up. Uh, (laughs) If you would like to check out the movie, it's on Disney Plus right now. Check it out. You can find us on the internet. I'm at bsilverio20 on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, Hive. I think that's all of it for now. Uh, but who knows what the Twitter alternatives can give. Yeah. I don't know half of those social media platforms. I am Nicole Keating, and I am at the fake geek girl, spelled the fake geek girl, but with the I and girl as a number one on every single platform. Please fund me on Patreon. I love your money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a job. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. Links to her Patreon uh, will be in the show notes along with transcripts of the episode. So check us out at Indecisionist.com. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longid of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can use the hashtag... Time to party. That's time the number two party. As well as time the number two party, all spelled out. Yes, and as Princess Sarah says, 
a rose will prick you, but I will do far worse. Nice. But at the phrasing? same time, phrasing? Are, Are we, we still, still doing, doing phrasing? phrasing? It's okay if we're not, but I feel like but somebody should have said. Somebody should have said. Yeah. Ooh, well, we figured that out. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. There we go. Why can't I not think of what green, how green sleeves goes all of a sudden? There it is. Uh-huh.